You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm one of the co-hosts this morning, Mark Holcraft, joined with... Teresa Curley. And we are just about to speak with um, a bis- the bishop, current bishop for Winona Rochester, who finds himself in a place that he's not been in in years, <laughs> and that is uh, soon-to-be transition. Um, we're with Bishop John Quinn from the Diocese of Winona Rochester. Good morning, Bishop. Good morning, Mark. What a pleasure to be with you. God well, bless you for uh, encouraging and inviting me to this interview. Well, thank you. Thanks for being with us. We, you know, we have a little insight on just how crazy busy your schedules get. So, Bishop, we always appreciate when you're willing to take time with us. Um, and I've always appreciated in the short time of getting to know you in the last couple of years, just your heart for evangelization and to share and pass on the faith. Um, so, so thanks for making it a priority within your schedule to join us. It's always a pleasure, and I love being with you folks. And I, as you know, my heart is in the ministry that is of evangelization, and my heart is in your wonderful work. Please count on my prayers and my support. Thank you. Thank you. I always appreciate that. Now, Bishop, you have some exciting news that has just made, um, well, it's making waves a little bit. Um, I know a lot of people in the Real Presence Radio Network as well as beyond the network, have become aware. They're excited for you. Um, what is, but what is that news for those who are like, well, what, are you, what are they talking about? Oh, my gosh. The Holy Spirit has certainly come to our diocese in a very unique and extremely generous way. As I said at the press conference uh, announcing the new bishop, I said, uh, we have really traded up. Uh, and not just traded up, but way up. I'll be completing my service as the eighth bishop of the diocese, and the Holy Father has appointed Bishop Robert Barron, and Bishop will be the ninth bishop to guide and shepherd, and he will be coming July 29th. So I'm still tending the vineyard, but uh, a new uh, shepherd, a new steward is coming to take over. And I'll tell you, I leave with a grateful heart. What a blessed time this has been for me. Well, and you, you say you're trading up, and, and Bishop, I well, thanks for your humility with that. <laughs> um, like I said before, we've been very blessed with our relationship with you, um, and I hope we can en- engage in the same relationship with Bishop Robert Barron. Can you tell us, for those who aren't familiar with Bishop Barron, I mean, it's one of those things. For me, I've been involved in the work of evangelization for a number of years, so I certainly recognize the name. I recognize his work and his efforts with Word on Fire, the Institute, and um, just even his time before he was bishop when he was at Mundelein in Chicago. But for those who aren't familiar, can you tell us a little bit more about him? Yes. Uh, Bishop Barron uh, was born in Chicago and uh, then moved to Detroit uh, as a young uh, boy with his family. And so I'm a Detroiter, too. And so he was part of Motown. And then his dad got transferred back to Chicago. And that's how he became a Chicago priest. And then uh, he was named uh, an auxiliary bishop 
uh, as a Chicago priest to assist the Archbishop of Los Angeles. So he's been a, always uh, at the heart of who he is, his priestly ministry. And then he was rector of Mundelein Seminary in Chicago. That, of course, forms men for the priesthood. So as rector, he guided that. And now as an auxiliary bishop, he's sharing particularly uh, the care in a region there of Los Angeles for the uh, pastoral care of God's people, and especially the priests. And so we all know his great ability with evangelization and catechesis and theology. But at the core of who he is, is a priest. He loves to minister to God's people, and he's going to be on fire here. After all, as it says, word on fire. So he's coming to even stoke the fires more here. <laughs> Way to go. Well, and we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to getting to know him and, and building that relationship with him. Um, for you, Bishop, as you you mentioned earlier, you're still the bishop. You're still shepherding the flock in Winona, Rochester. Um, what does that look like for you? And, and if you wouldn't, if you could speak to, for those bishops, you know, they know for those bishops that they're near retirement or maybe even they're even past retirement age. That's similar to your situation. You know, what's that process like? Is it, I know to some degree, something happens when you turn 75. Can you walk us through what that process is? Sure. It's when your 75th birthday occurs uh, on or near that date, uh, you send to, uh, to Pope Francis a uh, letter that uh, requests retirement. Uh, you request the opportunity to become Bishop Emeritus. And then the process uh, begins in earnest, meaning identifying possible candidates uh, to be the next bishop. All of that happens under the care and watchful eye of uh, Archbishop Pierre, uh, the papal nuncio here to the United States. So he oversees that process. Uh, I hear it locally. What we've done is since I turned 75, uh, our parishioners have been praying a special prayer at the end of Mass, uh, invoking the Holy Spirit so that... uh, the Holy Spirit will uh, go ahead and enliven that choice, and then you wait. Uh, you wait as the, the bishop uh, for the call from the nuncio telling you that the Holy See has appointed the next bishop. So that's basically it. It's prayer time and waiting for the Holy Spirit. And, Bishop, how long have you been waiting? Let's see, uh, over a year and a half. You know... <laughs> I'm I'm I, I'm reminded, uh, and usually it's referenced during Advent or Lent. But Saint Augustine has a great quote of, uh, "The Lord often makes us wait so that so as that our hearts can expand, mm. right?" And um, your heart has been expanding, I think, a lot in the last <laughs> year and a half. Um, what What are you? Um, what does this next month look like for you? And after Bishop Barron is installed. What would you expect in retirement, if you don't mind? Sure. Uh, You know, honestly, what it amounts to is, like in the uh, scriptures, uh, my name, of course, is John. And so I feel like John the Baptist. I must decrease, and Bishop Barron must increase. 
so my uh, time here is to not only get things uh, ready for Bishop Barron, but also to be able to deliver the entire diocese over to him in a joyful, grateful manner. So there are a lot of preparations that are going on here uh, as the massive installation and introducing Bishop to the community. Remember, we're 20 counties, and we go across the whole bottom of the state of Minnesota. So we want to be able to make sure that he gets a wonderful welcome as he picks up the role of shepherd. I'm going to go home to Motown. I'm from Detroit. So I, I said to Bishop Barron, I'm, I'm going to give you two immediate gifts. The first is I'll pray for you every day. And secondly, I'm going to get out of your hair. So <laughs> I'm out of the way. I won't be like yesterday's newspaper on the doorstep. Uh, so I won't be cluttering up anything. So I'll be going back to Detroit, the archdiocese there. I'm going to live with other priests. Uh, it's called Clergy Village. And then I'll be helping on weekends. And I hope to be able to return to doing some spiritual direction. And then also, of course, uh, as the archbishop there uh, might need help now and then with confirmation. So I will continue my priestly work as a bishop, uh, but also at a slower and without administration. It's a great time in my life. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, thank you for your yes in that. Um, uh, bishop, I my encounters with you when we had a chance to meet, you've often spoken of your time at St. Mary's in Winona, the opportunity to, to just minister to the students on campus. And I've always been so impressed by that. And not, not just impressed, but really pretty inspired that um, what a gift it is for those students to see their bishop, even if they don't know you the, the, as the bishop or not, um, just going right on campus, just doing campus ministry, engaging in conversation and just getting to know them. Um, are there any stories that you could share from those experiences? Because I just, I don't hear that often, you know, um, that bishops are doing that, unless maybe, like Bishop Barron was, he was a rector of the seminary, and they do do that on occasion. What was your experience in doing some of that campus ministry right there, right on St. Mary's campus? Well, I'll tell you one of really humorous stories. Uh, one of my students, and as you know, at a university, many Catholics, so in class, he thought I was one of the Christian brothers. So he would refer to me as Brother John when he'd ask a question. So I had to go over and tell the Christian brothers, uh, if you hear about this bogus Christian brother on campus, <laughs> it's me. Uh, and the students think uh, I'm a Christian brother, and I, I'm very honored that they would. But I think you're wondering who is posing. And, on, uh, and then... Um, the other thing is, the other day I saw one of my uh, students that I had taught four or five years ago, and they have since uh, converted to Catholicism. And, you know, I don't know what part. It's not my place to know. They just said, thanks a lot. And I know Grace was at work. I kind of believe, do what I'm supposed to do and then get out of the way. Let the Lord uh, be able to touch the heart. Um, but don't let me... Lord, mess up your painting. Yeah. Well, Bishop, we we got to jump to a break quick, but I'd love to come back to some of these stories and more. So stay with us on Real Presence Live, where we're talking to Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. 
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Mark Holcraft, joined with... Teresa Curley. And we're here in Fargo studio, but we have on the phone with us Bishop John Quinn from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Um, and Bishop has been sharing with us uh, with anticipation, the the end of his time as the Bishop of Winona Rochester, and the anticipation of the newly named Bishop Robert Barron to be installed as the Bishop. He's currently a Bishop already in uh, the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. You know, and as a Bishop, sometimes that's that's a little bit of a curveball. I think we get so used to, okay, in the moments where we have a Bishop to be ordained, but he's already being ordained. He's already been ordained. So, what are some of the the subtle differences there. I mean, he's already in Los Angeles as a bishop or an auxiliary, uh, auxiliary bishop. Can you tell us a little bit about if there are any changes in that, even even within the ordination right for a bishop? Well, sure. Uh, what would happen is instead of ordaining him a bishop, since he already has received uh, the grace of holy orders, uh, the third uh, and most uh, important of bishops. What it will mean is when uh, Bishop Barron comes here, it'll be a mass of installation where uh, all of us will welcome him. And, of course, the center uh, of 
all that installation is leading him to the cathedra, to the chair uh, in the cathedral, and the nuncio and the archbishop here of the province will lead him to the chair and have him seated, which is now the the governance, the care, the, the spiritual care of God's people, and but most of all to be as uh, bishops are teachers, to teach the true faith. So uh, that's the centerpiece that happens right at the very beginning of the Eucharist, uh, where he's led to the chair, and now he's the ninth bishop, and uh, now he is entrusted with the spiritual care of God's people, but of all people in these 20 counties. Right, right. And so... Now that's July 29th. Now will, will he be installed uh, bishop as the bishop, the new bishop for Winona Rochester? Will that be at the cathedral in Winona? It's going to be at our co-cathedral in Rochester. Okay. And the reason because uh, it's easier for people traveling uh, to get into the Rochester airport or to fly into Minneapolis, St. Paul, because we're about an hour and a half from Minneapolis-St. Paul. So it should be easy to get a flight there, and then, of course, uh, people can uh, be picked up uh, or they have shuttles regularly between Rochester and Minneapolis-St. Paul. Sure. So it's really for convenience of people. Sure, sure. And, then, and you mentioned you're going back home to Detroit um, and you'll be living at the Madonna House. Maybe that was actually on the break that you said that. <laughs> uh, but you're going back to Detroit. Uh, yeah, Madonna University is the campus, but it's called Clergy Village. Thank, okay, Madonna uh, University. Okay. Yeah, we're other uh, retired uh, priests of the Archdiocese of Detroit live. And uh, the Archbishop in Detroit very graciously uh, said I could come home if I behaved myself. And... Uh, <laughs> but be able to uh, have one of the uh, apartments there uh, and to live with uh, the priests that uh, really were the presbyterate that brought about my vocation. Excellent. And, and um, do, you have, do you have family in Detroit? I mean, you said that's where you're from. Is your family still in the area? My family is there, and uh, I am really looking forward to be able to spend much more time with them. But, uh, you know, when you're here and you're several states away, I mean, I certainly get home, but uh, there's many things that I can't get home for, and now I'm going to be able to share in that next generation the birthday parties, the times, uh, you know, for just family meals, and to, uh, again, get welcomed back into our families to see them more frequently. I have many cousins there. And uh, I just look forward to that. I'll be honest with you, i got a great family. They pray for me. They support me. And now I'm so happy to get home, and I can enjoy them again. Well, praise God for that, the gift of family. And, and there's something to be said about familiarity, huh, Bishop? Just to be back home. Um, good yeah. for you. Good for you. Bishop, what's really struck me as we've been talking is your love for evangelization, as is evident in kind of your plans to continue ministering throughout retirement, but also the love for your flock. So that being said, you're moving 
to a different diocese. What are your hopes for the future of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester? My hopes are always rooted in uh, Jesus Christ and his promise to be with his church to the end of time. He has already made us beloved sons and beloved daughters. And then I also am very deeply aware of how the Holy Spirit is always at work, uh, sending the Church on mission. Uh, it's an impulse of the Holy Spirit so that we are out in the world. We're not of the world, but we're in the world proclaiming the Gospel. So my hopes for the diocese is now with, uh, with Bishop Barron, with his great love for the Gospel, for the charisma of preaching Jesus Christ, and his many resources, that what already the Holy Spirit has done here in the lives of our people for missionary discipleship, that the Holy Spirit now, through Bishop Barron, is going to take it even more. So my, my prayer and my hopes rooted in Christ have to do with a continuous outpouring uh, of the gospel here and beyond. So it's a hopeful uh, message, not that things just need to get better, but it's rooted in Christ's promise, and I know it will happen. And with a great leader like Bishop Barron, uh, I'm just going to get out of the way and watch what the Holy Spirit is doing. Bishop, one of the things that we've noticed, uh, you know, it, it's the season for new assignments, right? Uh, seems almost every summer there's bishops being reassigned, and I always feel compelled and I'm reminded to pray for our priests in a unique way, and it's not just me. Certainly, all of our staff at Real Presence Radio and many of the faithful throughout each of the diocese, they're, they're praying for those for the priests, new assignments. Um, and one of the questions, you know, you often hear, you know, what a new priest, what they're going to bring uh, to the parish and how maybe that parish staff uh, might, might want to get to know the priest and adjust. Um, for you... You're preparing the way for a new bishop. You're getting out of the way. Is there anything that you find yourself inclined? You know, how do you prepare your staff for a new bishop coming? How do you prepare uh, your presbyterate, the priest, for a new bishop coming? Anything that you can highlight there? Oh, I surely will. Um, It's really our tradition here in the diocese that before any meeting, uh, whether it's at the diocesan level or at the parish level, that there be at least a half an hour of adoration before the Blessed Sacrament to allow the Lord to prepare our hearts for what will be discussed or, again, reflected on or prayed about. So that's kind of rooted in our lives here. So if a parish council meets, they have a half an hour to an hour of prayer so that we ask the question, what does Jesus want from us? at this meeting, rather than all the anxieties of the day and all. So we've been preparing, and ever since I turned 70 uh, a few years ago, knowing that transition is part of what we call the ecclesial plan. No one of us does it all. Somebody plants, someone waters, someone else harvests, but it's God who gives the growth. So it's always been that understanding of praying intensely and opening our hearts to what God's will is. And then for the past year, we've been praying a prayer at the end of each 
liturgy on Sunday, uh, praying for whoever is the new bishop, knowing the Lord knows and will reveal that to us. So the the priests and the people here, their hearts are ready. Uh, and that psalm was just, my heart is ready, O Lord, my heart is ready. And knowing that uh, I, I've had the privilege of, you know, being the bishop of the vineyard here, the steward, but that somebody else is coming, and to prepare hearts for that. So I, I would say the diocese is ready to receive. They're delighted. Everybody can't believe that the Holy Spirit has sent us Bishop Barron. Um, so I, I know that uh, through prayer and uh, dialogue, but also our interaction with each other, he's going to get a great reception. Well, I hope so. We certainly desire that for him. And because I think we just need to remember, and it's so important for us uh, as as God's people to be praying for our shepherds, that transition doesn't necessarily come easy. It might be met with some enthusiasm. You know, I'm excited for you into going back home, but it, it still points to the necessity of transition. Um, and so it's so important for us to be praying for Bishop Barron's transition to Winona, Rochester. Bishop, any final thoughts or reflections before we are done this morning? Yes, I just, two quick things. Um, I would encourage everyone every day to lead a, a life filled with gratitude. Um, every gift comes from God, and to be um, joyful about what stage we're in of life, that God's blessing us, and in humility. Um, Lord uses us in a special way, but then he also has others that are going to be part of that mission. And I would say, but be humble. Uh, as Jesus himself took the lowest place in creation on the cross, he's the model of our servanthood because he's our Redeemer. He is truly God. So I always say, be humble. Welcome those who come and be ready to receive the gift of how the Lord sends to us new people in the Bible mission. Bishop, thank you so much for your time, uh, for your witness to the faithful. And just as you said, you're the bishop to the, the, the Catholic faithful, but you're bishop to all those 20 counties. So thank you for your witness to that. And God bless you in your transition. Um, we look forward to seeing you at the installation of Bishop Barron. But until then, God's blessings. Um, and we will be joined after the break with a few ladies who will continue just this a spirit of missionary discipleship. And, and certainly Bishop was speaking too much of that. Um, so stay with us after the break on Road Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 